Blast off! Hi, everybody. This is Veronica Entwistle saying I'm really glad to talk to you here on Thanksgiving. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving day. And I hope, um, let me see, Dawn and I were just talking about hope in preparation for this show. Everything works better when you have enough hope, doesn't it? Um, but the other thing is that in, on Thanksgiving Day, even if you're not poking in the turkey and all that kind of thing, there's a lot to be grateful for, isn't there? There's a lot of stuff to be grateful for. I was super grumpy recently. You know, he's so rare for me, right? Anyway, <laughs> I was feeling really grumpy, so I decided to do my um, gratitude exercises as I walked up to be writing on my book. I always walk out for a while and then go to a coffee shop and write. And I started doing gratitudes and oh my gosh, I was just flying high. I moved up the road like a little uh, hovercraft because it was so elevating and there's so many things that until I really focused my head into gratitudes just for the sake of doing it, uh, there were a lot of things I wouldn't have paid any attention to. So I wonder what's happening in your world. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. What does it mean to be grateful? Is it just something we just do like a cursory nod at things or is it something very deep? I suspect it's something very deep and anybody listening to this show, which is called Radiance by Design, and I'm Veronica Entwistle, I'm sure you're all highly attuned to being grateful, aren't you? And I'd really like you to call in tonight. Why don't you just call in and chat with me anyway? We'll have a real conversational doodah. There's a lot going on in the world that is really, really scary at times. And it's very um, dark and it's very uh, greedy and egregious. And there's all kinds of like controls as if they're sort of spilling around the planet. But on the other hand... Have you noticed lately how many people are expanding and awakening and getting that light in their eyes and their faces and radiating like mad? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that people are, um, even though all this dark stuff is going on or this incredible violence, or uh, there are people who are learning to love very, very loudly and very kind of... Um, I guess when I think of love that is really functional, I think of a kind of like a, a love warrior, someone who's not afraid to step forward and raise the self-esteem of somebody they might not even know, someone who's really willing to build other people up. It used to be or fairly often when we're um, defensive, we don't want to build someone else up because it might take something from us, it might chunk something out of our armor, right? So I really see that more and more people are elevating what it takes to be themselves and what kind of impact they can have. So I find even when I'm in uh, uh, places where I don't know anybody, where there's kind of crowds of people, people seem to be kinder, a lot nicer. There seems to be a lot more people that I'm seeing with big bright lights in their eyes and a lot more people concerned with awakening. And apparently what's happening is it's going on around the planet and it's hitting all kinds of people in seeming like the least likely places. So it's in war zones, it's in poverty zones, it's in Ebola zones, it's in the military, 
It's in, um, and what does it mean to wake up? Is waking up means that we don't have to be riddled with, we don't have to be karmically bonded to old reactions. It's really interesting. And if you are, you can move it faster than ever before. Here's the other thing the guides keep saying. My guides are just adorable. I love them very much. And they're always saying lately to you and to me and to many people, they're always saying how... Um, this is the time on the history of the planet that we can literally step out of karma. What does that mean, stepping out of karma? Well, you're a vibrational vehicle of light. We know that. We always talk about that, don't we? You're a vibrational vehicle of light, and you've got caught in morsels of other experiences, whether they came from your own soul's journeys or they came from other people's influences on you, or some acting out you've done in this life, and it leaves you some sort of retribution. It leaves some sort of vengeance in you, or an urge to get even, or a, an anger that's inexplicable, and so on. So let's just call that all that leftover stuff. But if you were really conscious of it, what if you're sitting with your, uh, oh, I don't know, let's pick a simple thing. It's Thanksgiving, so you're sitting with your family and your siblings are grown up or let's, let's picture older siblings and you're all at a table and you've got some old buried angers with them. And it's really interesting because you don't even remember what they're for, but you know that that particular sister or that particular brother has made you angry for years, Right. This is a really fun thing to do is to call up and feel that anger and just really feel it. Like let it, I wouldn't announce it in the middle of your turkey dinner or whatever you're doing. But uh, just stick to yourself while you do this. Call it up and feel it and exaggerate it and exaggerate it. And the kites keep saying you can step out of karma. So let's say I want to step out of this particular sticky a uh, bit of memory in my energy body. I want to step out of it right now. So you feel it, you feel where it is in your body, and then just imagine yourself stepping right out of it and leaving it over there on the floor. And then you can mop it up with your smudge stick or with your violet flame or with your beautiful golden spiraling lights. What do you think of that? Because it's really possible. We can actually use our brains like a blowtorch in a way, in a really wonderful way, and send spiraling lights or violet flames and just put it all around that table, that wonderful Thanksgiving table, that living room that you're sharing with people right now, or any place that you are and just keep radiating. I was doing an online class the other day, and one of the women's, um, and I forgot about this, okay, I'm kind of the teacher, and I forget because I'm busy trying to figure out this and that, but one of the people on the call was having a terrible time with her phone, and her phone kept dropping out, and she had to keep hanging up and coming back in, and this other woman who's on the call said, well, why don't we all just do energy on her phone? So we did, and guess what? Her phone worked just fine all the way through the rest of the call. And I think that, w I went, oh, duh. I mean, I, sh I know that, and I didn't think of doing that for whatever reason, but we did it, and it worked really, really well because you have and I have the power to radiate consciously. 
And I don't know if how many of you heard the Peter Calhoun interview I did a long time ago, and he's got a lot of YouTubes up there as well on um, his YouTube YouTube channel. Peter Calhoun, he was the um, he's the priest who suddenly got visions about how enslaved we all are, and how confined and how limited we all are. But as he followed his vision and worked more and more with how to, what, what do you do about that? If you realize people are all enslaved and everybody, he said that in his visions, everyone was stoop-shouldered. I've said this whole story before, but I want to use it as a, a teaching tool. And he says that the whole point is that we are incredibly powerful beings and if we start to stretch beyond the way we've been confined and defined, then we can do amazing things. Now, California's got a drought, and I am not capable of doing this yet, but we know that we should be able to call in and make rain. And I don't mean rain out of control. I mean rain that will be rejoicing for the planet and for all the people and I really believe we can do that. How can we do that? We're talking about the energy that kept um, Mary Lou's phone going, right? And she was in northern BC, and a lot of us were in various parts of the U.S., okay? So time and space is of a no thing. And all we did was bring the light down through the top of the head and then focus it back out to keep the uh, connections going with Mary Lou's phone, right? And so when we're talking about being enslaved, we're talking about being um, confined or trapped or unable to really express an amazingly powerful self. It's like, well, look, let's start pulling in this energy and really stretch ourselves out. Like Peter Calhoun uh, really got going. He and his wife could sit there on their porch and call in uh, wild animals and they could all it was was doing a vibrational connection that matched the vibration of the animals and then they uh, they were kind of it's as if there were strings there and the animals would come in and there was no reaction there was no rebellion there was no running for their lives there was no survival issue just them drifting in bit by bit and coming in closer and closer to Peter and his wife Astrid. I think those things are really, I just want to say what's awakening. Awakening is really coming alive to the fact that we're amazingly powerful, that we're not literally confined by our flesh and our bones, are we? They're just you know, part of it, but there, we're not confined by it. We don't have to be confined by it. And so um, I want you to call in and tell me how it's going with you tonight. And sometimes when we're grateful for stuff, we're grateful for people, and we're grateful for, for example, say you had some big karmic thing with someone, and, um, oh yeah, I was thinking this, uh, I was at a big Thanksgiving thing, which was really wonderful. There were 22 people there, and everybody went around the tables, there were a number of tables, and spoke something that they're very grateful about. And several people uh, brought up the fact that they were having a better relationship with their daughter that day, or their son, or their adult child. 
And I chuckled because <laughs> one of the things I'm grateful for is sometimes it's not easy with my uh, daughter and her partner. Sometimes it's, it's, it's easy, sometimes it's not. But in any case, I was really enjoying the fact that I have left Washington, so I wasn't having Thanksgiving with them. And I thought they really didn't care that much about all that. But it's just been very touching, and it made me grateful as well, is they've been in touch to ask exactly how to make the gravy the way I did, exactly how to do the turkey the way I did, exactly how to do the stuffing the way I did. So sometimes when they don't seem particularly grateful for what you do, there was a certain kind of gratitude expressed in that, wasn't there? So this is Veronica Entwistle saying, I want you to call in tonight. The numbers are right there on the front of the screen, in the front of your screen. And I'd really like you to call in. And if you don't, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to reach out with that amazing gardening tool called My Mind and My Sixth Sense. And I'm going to pull in some of your energies out there in the universe or out there on the planet. And we're going to talk about what's going on with you. I see somebody who's out there all alone, and she's kind of petulant. And I want to say to her, now, now, okay, there's probably more than one person like this. So if you can relate to any part of this, go ahead and have at it because it's really helpful. It helps me to be able to see this and understand it. So let's take a look. You are uh, alone, and you've got a buried kind of an anger. So even though you seem to yourself to be really easy to get along with, there's a radiance of a kind of a, what I want you to all ask yourself, you're radiating a kind of a control. I'm holding myself together and I'm not going to admit to myself that I have an anger and I'm just sitting there. And so I want to say you feel to me to be impacted with a kind of a mood, right? And uh, you're not saying that, and I really want you to feel it. So I want other people to feel it too. So sometimes when we're not admitting it, say you're lonely and you are on your own and you would rather be with people. You want to be either in community or you want a love relationship or you want to get along better with your family. It doesn't matter which thing, does it? But here's the deal. I want you to drop into your body. First of all, we're going to call in the lights. We're going to call in the higher beings of light. There we go. Good. And we're going to just fill this space. When I say fill the space, you and I are all over the place. There is no time and space if you look at it differently. So I'm just saying fill the space with a very, very wonderful, loving vibrance. And whilst you're in that kind of vibrant cocoon, I want you to feel in your body how you restrain and hold back an anger, an anger you don't want to admit to yourself. Yeah. That's it. And you want to feel where it is. Ooh, some of you even got pain in the small of your back. Somebody else got it in the belly. Somebody's got it in the knees. Somebody's got it in the back of the thighs. I want you to feel those things and exaggerate them. I want you to get that anger up. I'm angry. How dare uh, people leave me alone? How dare I not be included? How dare 
uh, it must be something wrong with me. There's a uh, plethora of these little reactions going on in you. Good. Exaggerate it. Now remember, we can release our karma. And now I want you to command total release, total release of that right now. Total release. Yeah. And then I want you to bring in a light bottle washer and I want you to bring it into the top of your head and feel it whirling round and round and round and round in your head, round and round in your head, round your neck. And don't lie to yourself. If you've got some kind of anger in there, you call it, call it up, say, oh, Boy, am I mad. Bring it up because if you just hold it inside like that, your radiance is so forbidding that people will not include you. They'll forget. They'll literally forget about you. That's not funny, is it? Who wants to be forgotten about? I don't. Okay, there we go. Now we're just going to use those light bottle washers and we're going to run them through our bodies. All right, right down through the top of your head, down through your neck. Down through your shoulders, your back, your spine. Mm -hmm. And down through your belly. And now swish it through your legs. Swish, 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 swish. That's it. Swish, 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 swish. Excellent. All right, now I want somebody to call in. Now, if you're not going to call in, I'm just going to have to keep talking. So let's all do our um, let's all do our uh, sacred geometric meditation. Okay, so I'm just you're uh, bringing the light above your head. Oh, wait a sec. Let's do a few breaths <sighs> above your head, about two miles. There's a golden ball. And below your spine, another golden ball. And you drop a filament of light from the upper golden ball down through your spine into the lower golden ball. And then you drop a four-sided pyramid from the upper golden ball down to about waist height. And then upside down, with its point going into the lower golden ball, another golden pyramid now, the one sticking up goes against the base of the one that's upside down, and the two of them together make a big diamond shape. Have you got that? So you're in this huge diamond shape. And inside that, there's a beautiful crystal ball, and it's got it's shimmering with all the spectral hues. It's amazing. It's just shimmering and shimmering. And inside of that crystal ball, there is a star tetrahedron. It's a three-dimensional star of David. And I want you to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and spin in that star. That's it. And while you do, I want you to see in front of you that there's a magical screen and on that magical screen, on the first part of the magical screen, you're going to create a movie, and it's a movie of what it is you want to become. What do you want to be when you grow up? 
I want to be multidimensional, consciously multidimensional. I want to be radiant, radiant, radiant. I want to be able to time travel and bilocate and move into the 10th dimension if I want to, but not just in a past uh, um, uh, near-death experience. I want to be able to be consciously awake for that experience. So I see myself being able to be extremely magical Consciously awake for a multidimensional consciousness experience. There we are. And I see it in the little movie and I get better and better at it. What is it you want to become? You don't have to do it that way, but you can do anything your little heart desires. And when I see it happening, I wrap that in light and move it over to the left and we start with the next movie. And in this movie, you're going to create a project that you want to do. Okay, what kind of a project would you like to create? I know what I want to do and what we're going to do is see all the resources coming, the time, the people, the money, the influences, the ideas. The, it might be a home and family. I don't know what it is you want to create. But if it's just partnership or home and family, that's fine too. Maybe it's a new hairdo. But I want you to see yourself creating and creating and creating that. All the pieces come to you. Oh, my gosh, talk about abundance. All those pieces are coming to you and building your project. And it's growing and growing. You can feel it sparkling and sparkling. There you go. And sparkling. And it's just sparkling. And it's really beautiful. It's a great project. And now what happens is all the pieces come together. Your project is complete. But now what we want is for the finances and the people and the time and everything to come to keep flowing so that your project can maintain itself. We want it to, this is a sustainable project, right? And when you feel like that's happening, wrap that in light, wrap that one in light and move it over to the side. That's it. And now we're going to go into the Galactic Healing Center. Now, uh, let me see here. Let's see. Remember, you and I have the most wonderful team of beings around us. But in and amongst that team, remember, there's the team and then there's layers and then they have their own teams and they have their own teams and they have their own teams. So the supply is infinite. So when we're doing this work, what we're finding is that we have more and more and more and more and more guides, yeah? And so what we're going to do is ask for a really strong healing batch, maybe eight or ten of them that come in and stand around in a circle around this amazing healing table that we've got, pristine, beautiful, cleansed, and very, very bright light. There we go. Now the first person to come in lie on the table is you or me. <clears throat> so you come in and lay on the table. That's it. And ask them to help you with something you want. That's it. What is it you want? Okay. Now, you can ask them. If you don't know what you want, you, like you say, it's a healing thing. You don't know. You don't know what you want. 
or what kind of healing you need. And very often our healing happens in kind of layers, doesn't it? That's it. And so um, your guidance will start telling you, the healing team, okay. The healing team, <laughs> I'm seeing all kinds of movies here. The healing team starts to guide you, starts to really move it through your body and starts to help your body release whatever's been stuck in there. Yeah, there you go. It's making me yawn, which means I'm catching some of the uh, radiances inside myself. There's a resistance there, which means I'll send some purple flame, violet light through. Good. And then when you think it's really, just a second, we need to do a little bit more. Okay, and now wrap that in light, move it over to the side. You should be able to feel it. Can you feel it? And now we're going to bring in somebody else that wants to come. Now there's a person that we've been working with an awful lot. And uh, I know she left a message. I haven't had time to access some of my messages today. So I, I know she left a message, but I'm going to bring her in anyway because I didn't hear the message. So we're going to put um, my friend up on this healing table, the one that has incredible pain all the time and is working out some sort of karma with a gentleman. There we go. You know what's happening with you, my friend, and this is something for all of us to pay attention to. Because they have some sort of um, history, remember we said you can step out of karma? They have some kind of history together. And in that history, it has left some questions and confinements about the art of loving. He had a whole um, lifetime, they had an experience where he was the king. And he had this huge love for all kinds of women. And she was his wife, and in that mix got quite downtrodden. And because he was royalty, he made sure that if she argued with him, she was aware that that was inappropriate, that uh, she didn't really have the right to do that. So that's a very important kind of message. So in this lifetime, this is a woman who's very much in pain, and this gentleman is helping her with the pain. But on the other hand, he's... Um, it's kind of, it's sort of an interesting twist on the same story where he's wanting her to realize that she can just step out of that pain. And so she's feeling kind of downtrodden around him, which he doesn't mean to do to her at all. But because of this other lifetime of experience that she, that they have shared, she feels that as if he's persecuting her because she's not able to get rid of the pain. Now, in that life, he felt like she was not big enough in the heart for him to do all the things he wanted to do because she wanted something from him. So you see how there's kind of a similar story there? I think that's very interesting. And uh, so we're asking the healing teams to work with her. Yeah, yeah. For two things. One is that her pain isn't reliant upon him. That's one of the first things I'm asking her healing team to work with. That, that She needs to feel that her healing is not dependent on him or anyone else. That she can 
unhook it. And it's not a judgment on her if she doesn't, if she can't do it herself, if she can't do it. It's not that she's wrong. It's just it's a big struggle. But the feeling that she's wrong is somewhere deeply embedded in her pain structure. I hope that you're going to call in and tell me how that goes, Miss, because this seems to be a really big, uh, a really big deal. Yeah. Um, I'm just taking a look at, uh, okay, so we'll let you be wrapped in, we're going to wrap you up and move you over to the side. And now let's see who else comes in. Okay, here comes a young man. He's young and he's angry. He's really angry and he's anxious. He's both things. He's young and he keeps getting, um, I don't know whether it's his legs. It seems like he keeps getting hurt. And I'm not sure why. Um, it seems like he's not reckless. I mean, he, he's a bit reckless. You're a bit reckless, um, sir, because you keep getting hurt. And part of the reason you do is because you're not focusing. You're focusing on what's wrong all the time. And you're angry. And you're really, really sensitive. And you have not dealt with your sensitivity in such a way as to make it productive. So every time you do something, you seem to hurt yourself. And that's really important to remember. Because you're, there we go. So the healing team is working on you to balance out your belly and your spine. Because in those places, what you've recorded is kind of a panicky, indecisive uh, forward motion. You understand? I want to go this way. I want to go that. But underneath it, there's an indecision. Would it be this way or this way? What, what's, what am I supposed to be doing? What's the best thing? And, and what happens is you get angry. And in that anger, there gets to be another kind of a problem, which means you get imbalanced and you fall over. Or you, um, it seems like you hurt your legs a lot. And your legs are, you're, not, you're kind of scrawny. <laughs> and your legs really, it's not funny, is it? Okay. So um, we're asking them to help you. And what they're doing is working with your belly area where you have a great deal of confusion about what, what right you have to be and the spine area in which you have... Uh, Again, a lot of confusion, especially on the lower part of the spine and then up behind your heart chakra, that part, and then into the brainstem. You're very, 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 uh, you need rewiring. And they're working on that right now. So see if you can feel it in your body, mind, as they work on it. I'm going to bring in someone else. Um, let's wrap this one in light, move it over to the side. Um, I'm sorry that you're not talking to me in person because I'd love to hear what happens. Now, there's a woman who's... Uh, huh. Okay, so uh, that's a pretty big one. They're showing me there's a woman who's got quite a bit of dementia and they want us to work on her. So let's bring her in. And her brain pattern's not working very well. Okay, so they're saying, have her lie on the table. And she's restless. She wants to get off the table. We're saying somebody has to soothe her. Oh, yeah, two of the, the guides are um, soothing her little body and her brain. 
And now um, we're lying her on the table and we're trying to work with her brain pattern. And the guides are working with her brain pattern. And the other part is the belly area. And already she's a little calmer. There we go. That's it. One more time. And they're saying you may not be able to take care of the dementia, but you can certainly bring her to a kind of peace in herself. There you go. Now, it's really interesting because the guides are saying this, that this woman's dementia, here's what they're showing. Uh, there's a uh, Talk about getting out of karma. They're saying that there's a past life experience where she felt so, now it's a little like the first woman I put on the table. This one feels like it's hopeless. It's just hopeless. Uh, that's how she was feeling in, the, in another life, and she just slipped out of her mind. In this life, there's a crossover. She doesn't have to be demented in this life. She's only in her um, early to mid-70s, I think. She doesn't have to be demented in this life, but she slipped into a kind of a rut, which is an old program that says um, that, that now's the time that she's going to be demented, and she just feels like she's slipping downhill like that. And I'm going, wow, how can we interrupt this process if that's only karmic? And the guides are saying that you're going to want to talk directly to her. And um, there's several ways of doing energy. They're putting their hands on her head. They're putting hands on her head so that her brain pattern, like with the diksha, her brain pattern is being... Um, uh, energized they're inducing a certain kind of energetic feeling and now they're also doing that with the base um, chakra that's it right at the base of the spine and when I go into the base of her spine my hand uh, shakes like mad it's really interesting my thumb goes, goes berserk <laughs> too bad you can't see me maybe we can work that out right Okay, so um, now we're going back up to the head. It's interesting because they're telling me that she does not have to be demented. I'm saying, wow, that's a big job for us to help her out. And I'm asking the guides this, how many people that are being warehoused in these seniors' places, how many of them could get better? You know, I mean, maybe we need to learn about that if we used uh, certain kinds of techniques what do you think about that? Okay, so wrap that in light, this little demented lady. She's lovely, and she's much calmer right now. And I'm saying to her family, you want to put your hands on her head on a regular basis. you got to rub your hands together. I met someone tonight who said, when you've got your hands, uh, when you hold your hands about waist height, and then you circle them, or you, as if your palms were touching, but they're about like three feet of, apart, you spiral them, or you turn your hands, palms facing each other, to circulate your hands like a spiral, and you can feel the energy building and building and building, and also building between the hands. There you go. 
And when you get that energy going, you can really feel it right now, I think. When you get that energy going, you then place your hands on this demented woman's head. And you hold it there and, and keep calling in. You know, the energy doesn't have to go away. It just needs to be, you need to rekindle its, um, uh, your ability to, you, you need to keep calling it in so that it doesn't have to fade, you see? There we go. There we go. I believe it can make a huge difference. Now wrap her in light, move it over to the side. That's right. And now let's bring in our table that's going to talk about world political situations. You know, it's so exciting to talk about awakening, how you're awakening, I'm awakening. We're stepping out of being programmed. But on the other hand, there are beings who are trying to program everybody, right? So we've got both things going on at the same time. So let's put some of the programmers, uh, the ones that want to program us into being less, let's put them on a table. What do you think? Yeah, I want to. Okay, so let's just see all kinds of beings that are being nasty about programming us so that we can be enslaved beings that they can market in other galactic centers. That's the way I heard about it tonight. Okay, so I don't know how much of that is true, but I do know that there's an awful lot of subterfuge going on on the planet that doesn't, that part of it, the people that are dominant or they don't really care how you are and how I am. They just want to take over and run all the finances and so on in the world. And... Uh, some of the, the several people have pointed out how huge the the number of chemtrails are right now. This morning was just incredible, and I'm like, why would they do that? I don't know why. Uh, what would be the point of chemtrails, which are damaging? Apparently, they are really amping the kind of uh, allergens and so on that are out there for people, making it really hard for people to get well. And uh, I know a lot of people that just never quite feel well, so maybe it's true. And I like to think it isn't true that they would never do that, but apparently there's a whole rulership thing about who owns the planet Earth and that they um, go ahead and pull some of these little tricks and games there to take charge. All right, here we go again. So now we're bringing onto the table a whole bunch of people that are in charge of running, controlling, uh, whether they're Illuminati or whether they're just people who, um, uh, you know, run corporations or people who run countries or people who, um, uh, what are they called? Oh, yeah, the subliminals. Somebody was talking about how you've noticed that there's so many, like, darker cementy warehousey kinds of subliminals behind a lot of visuals and they made the point that someone is saying that um that that is to keep us all having a militarized consciousness so i want to say that to you you think that's true we have to wake up we have to wake up we have to wake up a part of waking up 
is recognizing what's being done, peeking through the curtain and really seeing what's being done and uh, and then getting powerful about stopping it or interfering with it. Sometimes the power of observation is absolutely huge. So here we have this table and on the table we have these uh, world leaders or the elite leaders who are trying to, we're just assuming, right? They're trying to get all the money for themselves. They're trying to run countries. They're trying so many different um, things. And we want to, which I would not believe they would do if they could wake up, if we can get them to wake up. So let's just bring in some light and we're going to run it through them from their perineums. We're going to run it through them, see if we can help them wake up, okay? So here you have a table full of these characters. And now let's uh, call in above your head. We're going to call in these amazing high-frequency flows of energy. And they're kind of a, uh, a salmon color. They're beautiful, kind of a radiant, radiant salmon. They're so brightly radiant, it's very difficult to replicate them. And have that um, salmony colored energy come down through the top of uh, their heads. No, yes, okay, come down through the top of their heads, run right through their body and into the core of the earth. And it pops back up and then pushes into the perineum and absolutely floods their body with consciousness, with harmony, with friendship, with appreciation of the world, right? There we are. And we see the energy moving up through each person that you can see there. That energy just flows through and flows through and flows through. There you are. And to what avail, we, what we want to do is waken these people up so that they can feel love. What is love to you? It's a really interesting thing, isn't it? So let's run these lights right through all these different individuals. There might be millions of them, but you can do this because this is magic. And now, and now wrap that whole scenario with, a, how about a pulsing purple or violet light? Beautiful, pulsing, pulsing light. And it goes up through the bottom, through the perineum, right up through the people, and right up through their heads, straight out into the great central sun. <clears throat> yeah. There we go. And now let's wrap that in light and move it over to the side. And now we're going to actually do another table and we're going to put um, on the table those people that are awakening that are in positions of power on the planet as well. This is kind of a duality thing, which I know we're trying to move away from. But I figure if we're going to do the dark guys... We want to do the light guys too because there's more and more and more people who are waking up and waking up and waking up. So bring it up. That's it. And so these are beings that are working very hard. It might be some gurus. It might be some chanting people. It might be um, people that are buried in corporations that are um, really of a high consciousness in a high nature there are a number of movers and shakers it could be authors people who are running media things hidden behind the scenes they're stepping forward and we're absolutely flooding them with amazing transcendent light 
and we're moving that transcendent light up through the solar up through the perineum there we go up into the solar plexus there we go and we're just filling it with light filling it with light filling it with light mm-hmm. and then have that light shoot up way out into the great central sun and then back down to the top of the heads of all these beings that are on the table and shoot right through their feet into the core of the earth back up and now flood our little our little community there flood it with light because it's a wake-up call they want to be wakened up all of us that are listening to radiance by design and participating in it in fact are praying every day to be awakened to be awakened to wake up wake up wake up wake up right wake up so we can run the world with a great deal of collaborative love what is love to you guys okay let's shut off the galactic healing center Oh, before we do, we want to bring the light down again, bring it in through the top of your head, back down through your head into the neck, and um, down through into your heart, and whirl round and round in your heart, and have the energy move up to your shoulders, out your arms, out your hands. And now I want you to take that energy that's flowing out of your hands and pat the whole world, various parts of the whole world with it. That's it, where the people are very sick, where people are in war, engaged in war, where families are breaking up because of horrible financial problems and war problems and Ebola and all these other things. Anything you can imagine, pat this light onto the planet where you know that this sort of thing is going on or where there's a huge, huge need for it and have that energy roll round and round and round your planet, round and round and round your planet, round and round and round your planet so the ETs that are observing us so carefully can see how much harmony we're being able to instill in our people. That's right, round and round and round. So it's like it's the... um, uh, what, what do you call it? It's like the atmosphere, only it's now being infused with this incredibly harmonious color. And have that come right up your hands, right up your arms, which are the parts of your body that reach for and receive love. Um, circle up in through the shoulders, down into the heart. Whirl around and around and around in the heart. Back up. Okay. And then shoot up through your head. Um and way out into the great central sun and back down. And now I want you to close off the back, the galactic healing center. I want you to close it off. And then I want you to uh, jump into your star tetrahedron. I'm going to, too. We're going to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin in the star tetrahedron as we close our little visitation with the Galactic Healing Center. And meet me in the room. You have a few minutes if you want to call in. Oh, stop beating each other up over the calls. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things I wanted to say at the beginning was, what does Thanksgiving feel like to you? What does gratitude feel like to you? I'm going to do a little litany of things that I'd like you all to feel it. So let's feel gratitude. Oh, I'm so grateful to have a new pen. I'm so grateful that um, I had a health problem years ago. 
And the way I turned it around, the way I learned to work with myself has given me an incredible number of vital years. I had to learn that, didn't I? A lot of times when you have a difficulty, then just getting through it, you learn how to run your body a little better. So these are things to be grateful for. But being grateful means that you actually flush yourself with the energy of gratitude, not just say it in your head, right? Okay, so I am grateful for, some of you have a uh, gratitude notebook, don't you? But I'm grateful for being able to do these radio shows, even though you didn't call in. One of the things I'm grateful for is that I get to be able to uh, gift you with listening to this show and maybe even having some of your questions asked and answered for free, of course. Uh, let's see. And the other thing is, what is love? I've had more people talking lately about love, wanting to be in love. What was it like when you were in love? What does it mean? And I, I realize that I'm the kind of person that will sit there and think about that for a long time. And I go, what is love? What do you think love really is? Because I know if we love enough, we were doing talking about sending energy to this woman's phone that was kept breaking up. Okay, well, love itself is kind of like that, too. Love itself is a really incredible glue that could hold together the universe. What does that mean exactly? It means that if you're feeling, um, not just talking about it, but if you actually feel love for yourself and for life, Everybody who comes in contact with you, even if they're in Russia or some place that's a long distance away, they will feel that kind of love. They may not recognize it for what it is. They may feel safe with you. They may feel supported by you. They, but they're going to feel uplifted by you. And one of the jobs you and I have is to go in and look at love in ourselves. Pick a list of people that you say you love and just feel what you feel for them and then let's just talk about what it's like to be in love and in love can sometimes mean um, in possession right control ownership a lot of that is not really love is it it's just control and ownership but we call it love because it's attachment so love isn't just attachment sometimes love is uh, expansion, what is, it, what is the old line? Uh, if you love something, set it free. And if it comes back, it was yours. We all laugh about that. Eh? Or being in love means you never have to say you're sorry. But I wanted you on Thanksgiving Day to really spend a minute or two looking around at the people in your world and make a list of who you really love. And what does that feel like? Do you love them in a state of attachment? Maybe you could send me an email, veronica at veronicaentwhistle.com. Send me an email and tell me what, what it is. Like, um, like, who do you love in your life and what does it feel like? Does it feel like uh, it's an infinite bond? Does it feel like... Does it make you, I remember once I fell in love, it was the wrong guy, but I did fall in love. And I could run like the wind, and I remember laughing and say, it's just like that song uh, that says, you know, that uh, 
and the corn is as high as an elephant's head. What's that song? Anyway, it's right in there. It talks about something about running like the wind when you're in love. And I went, it's true. You can. You can run faster. You can be uh, really transcendent. You can have a lot more compassion. Things get really big. And, you know, it has to start with loving yourself, doesn't it? It's not going to work at all if you don't love yourself. Loving yourself is kind of the foundation. So when you when you really are attuned to who you are and really allow yourself to be that way, you radiate love and you attract more and more people who are really loving. And I think just talking about what love means to you is a brilliant, brilliant exercise in growing up, hey, just growing up. So let's see, this is Veronica Entwistle, and I think I'm going to end this relatively early, because I think it's because of all the people and all the stuff I did. I'm a little bit tired of Thanksgiving, and I really wanted you to call in so I wouldn't have to work so hard. Um, but I want you to uh, call me for your sessions. I love to do my sessions. Actually, I've been working with, oh, this has been very interesting today. I've been working with several people on the other side who, want, who asked me if I would please make connection with someone who they left on this side. And I was learning, talk about karma, I was learning a lot from them and the reports back and forth across the veil about what it is they're doing and what they're trying to do and for the other person. And the other person participated as well in what the conversation was. So it became, I was just the interlocutor. And they were actually working things out. And it was really, really thrilling. Um, for me, um, it was a very, very exciting kind of conversation because... Um, uh, one of the ones who hasn't been over there that long uh, was saying how he is learning and learning so much. And one of the things he's trying to learn is how to get his, um, the woman he left behind, how to get her to experience his presence and possibly even see it. And the mind boggles because you go, I, I don't know how many of you saw the movie Frequency, but it's a really fun one to see. And in that one, the fellow actually does, through a ham radio, makes contact with his deceased father. And, and it gets to be a better and better connection. So this one, this guy was saying that he truly wanted um, for his wife, actually, to be able to see him or make contact. He, he wanted to be able to make contact with her and have her feel his vibration and become really sensitive because he says it's going to make her whole life make more sense if she can wake up to that kind of thing. Her tendency is to resist that and to go into stages of uh, complete isolation. He's saying, but I'm here, and I really want you to know when I'm there and to respond to me. And so she was touched, and she wept a little bit. I had a lot of tears in my eyes, but I don't think they were mine. I think they were being passed on. Uh, but it was very, very interesting stuff. So maybe next time we'll talk about spirit beings a little bit more. All right, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your Thanksgiving. And remember, this cracks off the holiday season. I hope that we're all going to be feeling enriched by, um, what is it, our rapport with blessings, our rapport with love, our rapport with 
um, gifting, our rapport with uh, support. Oh, and the other thing the guides reminded of that uh, one of the things that keeps us away from our own evolution is security and whatever that means to you. That's something to think about. All right, this is Veronica Entwistle saying email me, Veronica at VeronicaEntwistle.com or check my website, VeronicaEntwistle.com and click on the Ask Veronica button. And from that, you can ask a question and you can set up a session and we can have a little bit of fun. Give me feedback on these radio shows or anything else that your little heart desires. So once again, I say many, many blessings. Happy Thanksgiving. I have so much to be grateful for, and so do you. So maybe we could commiserate next week. All right. Good night. Much love. Many blessings. <laughs> 